Prosperity within your palaces. Shalom, everyone. This is Aaron Hood again with Braden Waller. We're excited to be here. Um, we are still making our way through the Psalms of Ascent, and uh, hope that you've been blessed by this. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on. Um, far too long. I know it's far too long for everyone there. You just can't wait. <laughs> just waiting for Braden to laugh. I oh, just, yeah. I'm not sure everybody's missing you. <laughs> Just can't go on without me. Anyway, okay, so here we are. I just got a few things here we was wanting to mention that's coming up here that we're excited about. We've got uh, Family Week. Yay! Yeah. Um, 15th through the 24th of April coming up. Registration for that is is available at loveandpurity.com. You can go in and uh, register for that. We would love to have you. It's going to be a great time. We've got some uh, great teachers, myself, Braden, Mr. Tommy's going to be here, um, Mr. Steve Werp, and uh, we got a, a special guest. Yeah, Lyndon Allen from Lyndon. Tennessee is going to be coming and talking about marriage. Awesome. So. Yeah, we, we missed our marriage conference. Uh, I wasn't able to come to fruition. Uh, so we're just going to have him come. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, fire um, on the altar. Yeah, it's going to be our, our theme, fire on the altar. We're going to be having some real good uh, praise and worship. Uh, um, and that is coming up uh, again on the 15th to the 24th of April. Make sure you're looking for that. And then uh, we have the... Be ready tour. So Victoria and I are going on the road in May. Um, we're going, looks like more of the East Coast route. We're going to be down in Florida, um, South Georgia, Kentucky, and um, so in Knoxville, Tennessee, we're hoping to. Um, so if you uh, are in those areas and, you know, a Wednesday night or, you know, reach out to us and uh, we will, uh, we'll see if we can swing by. And, um, yeah, we're just trying to get the word out about mm -hmm. being ready. For the Lord when He comes, uh, we were having worship this morning, singing out of uh, Malachi mm. chapter three, and it says, "Behold, I send my messenger on my face; He mm. comes suddenly." Mm. And I was just like, in the twinkling of an eye. There's so many verses that talk about being ready when the Master comes. Don't be that you know foolish servant or the foolish virgins that weren't prepared uh, or weren't looking eagerly for the coming of the just one. Mm. That's good. And so, yes, that's what we're going to be talking about: encouraging the the body of believers. And um, to be ready for the Lord when He comes. Oil in be, our lamps. Oil in our lamps, and not only to be ready, but be anxious. You know, it's something that the Father's really um, put on my heart in preparing for this tour. Is like, how many of us are actually um, anxious, desiring that He come? Mm. Like, it's one thing to be ready, but it's another thing to be come, Lord Yeshua, come. Like, right. anxious for His coming. Yeah, I mean, we get just caught up in life, and we're just like, well, you know, I'm I'm just about to get married. You know, if he didn't come right now, a couple years might be okay. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of that. It's like, well, you know, my career's just taken off, or these things in life, and we're not really hoping that he'll come. Mm. We're comfortable, mm. but we need to be desiring that he comes. There's so much suffering in the world that we're disconnected from, right? And we need all all things to be made right, and only Yeshua can do that. So let's be anxious for the coming of our Messiah, and that's what the Be Ready Tour is going to be focused on. Um, we got a brand new CD Braden's coming out with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell us about, about that. It's Yeah. So it's in the final stages of getting done. So we'll, they'll have those on the road. Yeah. We'll and, have yeah, those uh, sell. Really well. Some of the fantastic songs Braden and Tally have. Mm. Braden has written and Tally is. Uh, <laughs> 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 so y'all were talking about that, you know. Um, but uh, 
yeah, Extravagant Love, Wake Up Like a Lion, Living Word, some of these songs maybe a lot of you have heard of, hopefully. You will hear of them by the time. It's my goal in life to make Braden's songs famous. Like, I'm like, <laughs> these need to be like, everybody in the Christian, in Christendom world should know these songs. <laughs> so we're going to be playing some of those, selling some CDs and, and some other um, uh, materials, you know, on the road as well. Uh, and most of the stuff, hopefully get that CD up on the website uh, pretty quick so that you can order that. And... Um, Start enjoying that. Start uh, getting in the word, the living word alive in your heart, as one of the songs says. And then um, Shavuot, we don't, I don't think we have the uh, registration open for that yet, but keep that in your mind. Uh, we're going to go ahead and throw it out there. Shavuot, the 3rd through the 6th of June, mm-hmm. it's going to be a time of worship and prayer. Uh, we've, we've been sewing into this prayer and worship here, and, and even this morning as I was worshiping, and uh, as summer comes on and things get a lot more busier and things to, to do, uh, laying hold of the priority of, of worship and prayer in the morning and the evening and making that offering, that tamid, right? That always offering. Right. Uh, never busier, let the fire go out. It's almost like the busier things get, the more we need that, that routine. Right? <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah, I mean, because if you don't have it as a part of your routine, as a part of your the back of your mind, uh, then it just gets uh, forgotten. I, I see that, you know, even in genuinely people who are trying, you know, there's right. there's just a there's those who are just like completely unconnected to it, and then there's those who have made it a habit, and still that habit gets mm-hmm. gets struggled, you know, to tr- juggled. Right. Um. So yeah. So that's some things that we've got coming up that you can keep your uh, eyes and ears out for. Um. Share it. You know. Like us on Facebook. I'm kidding. That's <laughs> just what everybody says these days, you know. Slam that like button. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, praise the Lord. All right. So, um, Brayden, let's just jump in. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, here we are. We're continuing on this journey, this upward journey of the Psalms of Ascent. We're at Psalm 122 on the second part. We're at verse 6. And this famous verse says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. And this is a is a lot of people say a biblical mandate mm. to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's not a suggestion. It's right. like, this is like something that you are called to do. Right. And uh, an interesting historical note, I believe it was Corey Tim Boom's grandfather who started a, a prayer meeting in his living room to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And he, he, he did this over, you know, several years, very consistently. And uh, this was actually part of the whole reason that the Tim Boom family had a a grid for helping the Jewish people is because they understood the importance of Jerusalem. And so just a neat, a neat thing that he just read it in the Bible. The Bible says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We're just going to start a prayer meeting and we're going to start praying for the peace of Jerusalem every week. And so that's just an interesting historical thing that basically prepared Corey Timboom to realize that the Jewish people had a prophetic role in God's plan and, and really helped her to deal with understanding in yeah. her generation. Yeah, you just got to love the the untheological approach to that. Right. You know, it's just like, it says it, so we're going to do it. You know, there's a, right. I think there's something that really pleases the Father's heart. I right. think he likes for us to to search and to seek him with a, to a certain element. Right. There's, there, we need to have an untheological approach to the Bible. You know, if it just, says it, do it. If it says it, do, do it and be happy about it and take him at his word, you know. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's the only city that the Bible says specifically to pray for. Mm-hmm. There's no other city that is specifically said in the Bible, pray for it. And there's something there of even just this whole uh, thing of God, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Because we know that the kingdom of God is coming to Jerusalem. And we see Isaiah 62, 6. I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, 
that should be most every, yeah. you know most everybody that's you know they're making mention of the Lord. That's like this is who they're worshiping God. If you're doing that, if you're out there making mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest till he establishes and till he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. And so God's going to God's kingdom is going to come yeah. and the epicenter of his government is going to be in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I believe the scripture calls us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem because in Jerusalem's peace the world will know peace. Right, yeah. So there's this connection there. There's something, you know, that always encouraged me about this verse, you know, there's times in scripture where the father's anger or wrath was, you know, poured out or brought to pass on Jerusalem and on the people. But, you know, something that always helped me to pray into and and to um, understand maybe where the father was uh, this back and forth, you know, there's people today who say like, Oh, you know, Jerusalem's a desolation still because they've not received or accepted the Messiah or whatever. I think it's important to always remember that God's heart always is to do blessing to his people. Right. Always pray. I mean, we see he says here, give him no rest. This is Isaiah saying that we are supposed to remind God. And we see Moses doing the same thing in, the, right. in Egypt or out of Egypt in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. He says, Lord, this is your people who you brought out. You know, when, when God just spoke saying, I want to destroy him. Right. Moses says, no, that's not really what you want to do. <laughs> you right. know, Moses was interceding for the people. He says, for your great right. name. Right. And that's that's what is for us. That's what this verse is talking about. And for me, all these verses that talk about, you know, the destruction of Jerusalem that's coming, we're not supposed to agree with that. We should never agree with the destruction of the city of Jerusalem or the destruction of the people of of Israel, the Jewish people. But reminding God, these are your people. These right. are the ones you have called out. This is your city. This is your nation. Mm-hmm. And you delight to do them good. This is what you, you know, remember them with good and, and for good right. to um, remind the Father. And and that's what, a you know, an intercessor does. Right. As, as an intercessor, we, we see where God's heart really is, which is to be compassionate loving kindness, forever faithful, and to remind him of those promises that he's made right. so that he is faithful, you know, and he just recognizing that that is really where um, God's heart is. Mm-hmm. You know, those, there's moments of wrath, yes, but God's heart is to do good to right. those that he is blessed. Yeah, to underline that point, I'm thinking of Daniel. He's in Babylon, and he's facing Jerusalem three times a day, mm-hmm. praying for the sins of his people. Yeah, he's he's praying, and it seems like he's still, even though Jerusalem was in desolation at that point, and God, you know, the temple was destroyed, mm. but he still faced Jerusalem. I believe he had, it was something that awakened his faith to believe that one day God's kingdom will come to right. that place. And so he still faced the city of Jerusalem and longed for its peace, longed, longed for the kingdom of God, even when it was in its destruct in its destruction. Right, beyond circumstances, the present-day yeah. circumstances. Right. The so faith. It's a, it's a neat kind of it's a seeing things that are not as though they were the scripture talks of you <laughs> yeah, know it's right. like i'm gonna hope you know that you know god's kingdom is coming and just yeah this it's an inspiring thing to see daniel he's praying towards the city of jerusalem yeah absolutely it's at the risk of his life i mean it wasn't even just a um and a, a convenient thing right you know it was it's something that he set his mind to do right and uh it was important enough to him to put his life on the line yeah that's powerful uh, one other note on this idea of you know cities to pray for. So we mentioned that Jerusalem is the only city in the Bible that specifically is mentioned to pray for. But there's this interesting passage in Jeremiah 29, 7, and this is the Babylonian captivity, and Jeremiah gets this word. It says, And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray to the Lord for it, for in its peace you will have peace. So we here have this more general uh, command, in a sense, 
uh, that God gives the the people of, of Judah in Babylon, pray for the city that you're in. Mm. You know, and I think this, there's an application for us. You know, pray for the city that you're in. You know, we, as we as we're in these prayer times that we've been having lately, we seek to pray for Wayne County. This is the county yeah. that we're in right here, praying for the government leaders, praying for people that we know that are ministering in this area. Mm. I just encourage you uh, to wherever you are, whatever city you're in, to take this, uh, take this and pray for the city for in its peace, you will have peace. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So there's this, there's a spiritual aspect of praying for the city that you're in. Mm. Right. I mean, there's that verse in Proverbs says, you know, where the, Righteous rejoice are in authority. The people rejoice, but where the wicked rule, the right. people groan. Right. You know, this is uh, praying for government leaders. You know, this is a right. it's a theme throughout the Bible. You know, and mm-hmm. so uh, praying for the place where you're at helps mm-hmm. you to uh, grow a heart and take ownership of it. And take sense. ownership, and yeah, and, and take uh, and grow in your heart for the the hurting and the des- the darkness that's in that place, right. and uh, do something about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, some of the perspective I get sometimes is like, well, it's, you know, it's. Uh, going to hell in a handbasket. You know? right. It's like people are just like, you know, it's, it's, it's done for, you know, it's disconnected. But no, God calls us to actually pray for our city. That's right. And to have a heart for it, to ha- have a heart for the lost, yeah. have a heart for the needy in our city. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. So going on to verse 7, Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say peace be within you, because the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. So I love this passage it's tying together this truth that when we pray for Jerusalem, we're, we're seeking, we're doing it for the sake of our brethren and companions. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about even our persecuted brothers and sisters. You know, mm-hmm. we, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem because we know that when God establishes his kingdom in Jerusalem, that their suffering will be relieved. Right. And so there's this connection for the sake of my brethren and companions sakes, like for the sake of my you know, brothers in Iran and, and uh, North Korea right. that are suffering for their sakes. I'm saying, peace be within you, Jerusalem. Mm. And there's this connection. There's right. This, there's this worldwide connection in a sense that we're seeking the good of Jerusalem for the sake of the body at large. Right. Because, you know, when Yeshua comes, mm-hmm. he's the prince of peace, right? And he'll right. bring peace to the world. Right. And, yeah. And so there's, uh, there's, that's really good. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. really good. One little cool note, you know, for people that like to uh, notice how many times words are mentioned in chapters, there's a cool thing here in this in this chapter. It's the third psalm of ascent, and it mentions the word shalom, Jerusalem, and the full spelling of God's name three times. And so it's just kind of a wow. cool thing. You know, you got shalom three times, Jerusalem three times, and God's sacred name spelled three times in the third psalm of ascent. And then the number three throughout the scripture is connected to resurrection life. Mm. And so I just I, I just see a connection here that, you know, when God's shalom is in Jerusalem, then there's going to be resurrection life. Yeah, you know, there's going to be this resurrection power brought to the whole world. Right. Hallelujah. Going on to verse nine, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. So there's this passion that God has for his house, we see in Psalm 132, 13, it says, For the Lord has chosen Zion, he has desired it for his dwelling place. So there's this great desire that God mm-hmm. has for Zion. He wants to live there. And then we see also in John 2, 17, it says, His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house has consumed me. So they're looking at Yeshua, turning the tables in the temple, and they're going, they're remembering, oh, wow, we remember that verse that talks about zeal for God's house consuming David. And we see the son of David here, Yeshua. Zeal for God's house is consuming him. And so for the sake, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. And so there's this thing for God's people to have a, 
a heart for God's house, which is in Jerusalem, mm. and and to seek its good in, in any way that we can, to pray for it, mm. to seek its good, is part of what we're called to do. Right, for the, for the God's presence to be able to dwell there, and yeah. so that the world would see the presence of God. You know, there, like there is a, um, it's for God's glory. Right. You know, it's, if we are pressing into God's will, right, right? your right. your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will is right. to dwell with men. Right on this earth, you yeah. come on earth, right, and and so by praying for the good of this place, because we know that God dwells in holiness, mm-hmm. and so He dwells there with His people, as in the days of the garden. Like this right. is a connection that all the way right. through time, God's heart has been to dwell with His right. people in a relationship. Right, He He did it in the garden. He did it at mm-hmm. Sinai. He's done it in the temple in times before the tabernacle. He wants to do it again. Yeah, He wants to dwell with people. Right, and His presence being there is going to exalt him. Mm-hmm. His glory will be known among the nations and more will be drawn to him because of that. Right. It's a revival. It's a mm-hmm. revival tent. It's a place of revival yeah. and and reconnecting to God's like physical presence. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, that's what we're praying into. That's what we, when we pray for the temple, when we pray for that city of Zion and Jerusalem. Right. That's what we're praying for. Mm-hmm. It's um it's all inclusive. Right. Yeah. I, I love the phrase voluntary lovers. Yeah. That's what God is seeking. He, <laughs> right. He's just, you know, because one day every knee will bow, every mm. tongue will confess. Right. It's like there's going to be this mandatory, but God is seeking, like in the garden, you mm. know, he, he desires, he desired for Adam and Eve to choose him. Yeah. You know, and not just to be forced to choose him. Right. You know? So that's what he's seeking in his house is for people to voluntarily come and worship him and, and to love him. Right. Out of, a, out of a full heart. Yeah. With all of your heart. Yeah. I want to close out with one last thing here. Some of our listeners may have heard of a chiastic structure. This is a, it's a, a term that's used in liter- literature where you have, like, there's this uh, sequence of verses. Like, for in this chapter, it, it really is clear. So, basically, the first verse correlates to the last verse. And then the second verse correlates to the second to the last verse. And so, let's look at this real quickly as we close out. So, the first verse in this chapter, it says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now, let's look at the last verse. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. So the first and the last verses are they're about the house about of God. About the house. Yeah. The second verse, our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. And then the second to the last verse, for the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be within you. So both verses are talking about God's people, their feet standing in the gates, or, you know, for the sake of the people of God. You know, there's this connection of the people. Mm. The third verse is, the theme is Jerusalem structure. It says Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. And then it's talking in the third to the last verse, peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. So both of these verses are clearly talking about the structure of Jerusalem. Okay, now we're, we're coming in closer. Uh, fourth verse, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. So here we have giving thanks, form of prayer. Mm. And then, then this, this verse that correlates is the fourth and the last, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. So here we have this connection of you know, giving thanks and prayer. Mm-hmm. And then the central verse, a lot of times in these structures, there's a, it kind of leads into the very middle verse, which is kind of, you can say, the, the, the hinge pin or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's right. like everything is kind of focusing in on this middle verse where it talks about the throne. The throne of David. For the thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Which is a cool thing because even in Revelation, when it talks about the glory of God, the first thing that 
John sees when he gets to heaven, he said, behold a throne. Mm. And so like the central, even the central focus of the, in the structure of Psalm 122 is the throne. Behold, it's like for the thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. So going up to Jerusalem to see this throne where justice will be administered, where God's grace will flow from it, a river of life going to be flowing forth from the throne. And so that's just a, that's a cool thing to me. Amen. You know, the literary yeah. structure. So yeah, I just encourage all of our listeners out there, be like Corey Tim Boom's grandfather and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Just make it a part of your, your habit to mm. pray and to seek the good of Jerusalem and may zeal for God's house fill your heart. We just that we bless you. Amen. Yeah. Heavenly father, thank you uh, for this time. Father bless our listeners with this word. Uh, Father, bring it into their hearts and let it uh, take root in their heart and mind. We pray this in Yeshua's name. So, yep, just reminding you all again, Family Week, the 15th through the 24th of April. You can register at loveandpurity.com. We have the Be Ready Tour. That's also up on the website. We'll be shortly. Um, And then Shavuot, 3rd through the 6th of June. Uh, We would love to see you. So, be blessed. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that hearing... And following the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. within your walls, prosperity within your path.